Hello. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Echo Chamber, where me and Hyena sound like we're in a big wooden box, because we are. We are in a big, big wooden box. No. Uh, you can see the echo. A little bit. Are you guys also in wooden boxes? Um, mine's styrofoam. Uh, oh, you're floating in the ocean? A giant cooler in the ocean? That'd be, pretty, that'd be pretty cool. I'm actually on my luxury yacht, and I'm very, you know, it's very unfortunate because uh, I really have to, you know, outweigh this quarantine and luxury, and that's just unfortunate. Oh, so and I'm actually going to post singing a bunch of John Lennon. Imagine stuff. all the people. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, um, it's, it's honestly one of the biggest travesties I've ever had to experience in my life. So, you know, with that being said, I'm going to take a spa, you know, I'm going to get in my spa hot tub and, you know, uh, drink, you know, mimosas while I complain about being in this position right now. You're so brave. You really mm -hmm. are the bravest person. Oh, don't worry. I'll update you guys on Instagram with pictures of the fashion trends I'm going to do while and on I'll, my super yacht. But, you know. Also, I'll, I'll, and I'll happily, I mean, that's just what I need right now. I need someone lording how much better their situation is right now than me. And I, that's what I could really, that's what I hope for. That's what inspiration is. That's what motivation is. That's what we live for here in this network how could the poor people continue yeah i'm gonna make sure to go on a late on a late night person. show and you know just sit in my cushy you know my cushy place and talk about oh man this sucks you know oh man i gotta Ugh. use up my 58 rooms inside my you know super mansion uh, uh, well i mean so like, at least you know another. what you finally found you a know, reason to sure, use room 57 sure the local mm. medical community asked me if i could use my giant freezer for the bodies uh, you know that's like yeah, a, but that'd be icky Icky, ick, ick. I mean, it's not like anyone's at and my sure, house. I'm not sure that's an extra freezer that's not even on my property. You and know, sure, I'm not that. at that house, but it's icky. It's very right. Icky. That's my of third course. summer home. Of course, I mean that's still my freezer, man. Well, I'm Bernie Take Sanders now. That's else. pretty sweet. <laughs> man, I didn't know I was living in luxury like Bernie S. Sanders. <laughs> Bernie having a house in a whole two places, <laughs> three places. Luxury. He's got three houses. Fancy. He's and very he's fancy. Very fancy. And you know what else cost. is also very fancy is myself, because I host this podcast where we read internet literature. Very uh, fancy of you. We, we, I don't know if we're actually finding Barry Gems anymore. We're just reading shit at this point. So let, let's just read some shit um, that are, in fact, Barry Gems. The name oh, my of the God. Podcast. Have we broken? Have we broken the, the wheel? Total, we're, no I, looking, we're no longer looking for the best sex thing. We're just going to read we, shit. I, I've, I've had a rough week. My mega yacht had like the refrigerator was kind of warm and all my sodas uh, were only like 40 degrees cold. instead of 39 Ugh, exactly oh my god. Oh god yeah i've had a rough week to say the least you victim and they wouldn't even let me sing john lennon man what? i tried to that i know that's right? crazy who wouldn't let you sing john lennon <laughs> the people i imagine them do um, you hear the people sing anyway oh. on that low quality transition uh let's talk <laughs> about books or whatever um it's uh this, or whatever we ever read or whatever book. no anything i don't think we've read anything <laughs> um so it might sound a little weird sorry for the gap in publishing just been you know 
I'm quarantined physically in a different state than I do most of my stuff. I mean, as connoisseurs of internet literature, we don't care about publishers because, like, nobody's been published. No one's been published. That's true. It's not the. It was actually, it wasn't because I was quarantined away. It was because of my philosophical. have a distaste for publishers. When I became a publisher, I was. It's a catch 22. It's a catch 22. (laughs) Because you have to publish your own. That's. Also, on I, Amazon, but, I thought no, it was but that's what we like. We like it when people publish themselves because self-publishing. Yes, that's but I, okay. so that's also why me and Hyena's audio might sound a bit different. Is because so funny enough, most podcasts during the quarantine are having to learn how to do remote podcasting, which is what we always did. Um, but now during the now quarantine, we we're more, having to figure out how to do physical <laughs> podcasting. Uh, which honestly, I gotta say, I don't know why these podcasts are having trouble with. It was very easy it, it to, is to weird do what we did. The first time we meet in person, though, is that we're having to be quarantined in a cabin in the middle of nowhere. With I mean, if you, if you think about it, like, wouldn't that be wouldn't it be the case that this would be easier for us? You know, being able to record close to each other than far away. You know, if you think about it, because if everyone does, well, we it all close, get sick at the same time. We all get sick, so we don't have. And to then have we any just baby weird... bird the virus into each other. Because if we got sick like in a petered out fashion, then it'd be more awkward. It'd be like, oh, can you record now? Oh no, they're sick of Corona. We just all get Corona together. And if we all die, we'll just go to heaven and record podcasts there. And publish them posthumously. So actually, the cabin we're in is in in uh, Fancy's yacht. Actually, yeah, cabin we're in. That's what I meant by middle of nowhere, middle of the ocean. What are you guys actually drinking right now? Because I'm actually drinking a bottle of Corona. Uh, because having... the prices are going down. Yeah, I can because see you people out the think that they're somehow linked. Just look I inside the window. A spin drift sparkling water with fruit juice in it. Speaking I have of regular water. <laughs> regular water. Wow, you well, let's right. bring up. We should. Uh, I guess I'm been, the one with the problem. Yeah, you're the one with the drinking problem. It's a, it's it's eight a.m., buddy. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's clearly nine p.m., but you know, uh, God, well, you're that uh, drunk. It's the international dateline. It's morning. I am where from we are. England, so you yeah. know that does make sense. So uh, we got two guests on today. We got hyena, as you can tell, and we also got Thomas. Thomas, how's your quarantine been? Quarantine? Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he lives in the Midwest. They don't even they don't even recognize that word. They're already I'm not sure what y'all are talking about. I'm going out every day, going out every night to the clubs, you know. And they're packed? Touching people's faces, touching my own face, breathing well, in people's faces. Midwest like I always did before eating this. Eating everything with ketchup, like a true exactly. American. That is what Americans do. I mean, so how fun have the clubs been? I bet everybody there is just partying like crazy right now. Oh, they're to die for. uh literally um so i I was thinking about you know how people are stressing out about this whole you know global pandemic where everyone's dying and it's a stressful thing so what do most people do when you get stressed from things like this you turn to god you turn to christianity because jesus will save you right but we can't turn to christianity because all the churches are closed, or if they aren't closed, don't go to a church right now. Don't be a dummy. Or or do. Quarantining is a part of the gauge. And- well, actually, have you been going to church, Thomas? Church? Okay, so we're, we're solid on that part. Um, so we can't turn to Christianity. I pray at my right blood now. altar every day, if that's what you mean. Oh, well, luckily, well, do you have to drink the blood there? No, gross. You put oh, okay. it on an ice cream sundae, and then you eat it. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, you, you drink the blood out of Satan's cock, is what I hear. Either way, 
America is struggling for spirituality right now. And, you know, we're not a Christian podcast. Um, we are not a political podcast at all. And we don't talk about politics or religion in any way on any never, of our stories. Yeah, we've never done that. Never heard of it. But we do have a religion on this podcast. We're a very spiritual podcast. And so today we're going to be reading the holy texts of this of our religion. The texts were written by the prophet Gugan. Uh, here's the prophet's uh, biography as through scripture. Hello there. My name is Gugan, as you probably already guessed. Anyway, a few years ago, a friend of mine showed me this site, and I instantly fell in love with it. I've written a few stories, some are good, and a lot of like people like them. But currently, I'm writing a book, and I devote all my free time to that, but I still like to write fan fiction when I can. Um, and he likes Jaws. That's the, that's essentially the whole... That's Gugan. Now, you might be wondering what we're going to read today. And I guess it's our holy text. And it's the, C, it's the CN verse, Johnny Bravo, by Gugan. Oh, okay. I was going to say, this is no prophet of mine. If there's, this isn't Johnny Bravo. So, I mean, have you guys uh, kept up with your, your spiritual teachings of Johnny Bravo? Yeah, I, I grease my hair back and up every day. Oh, mama. <laughs> oh, oh, mama. Oh, mama. Oh, mama. Um, Let us pray. <laughs> just a chance. Yeah, oh, mama. Let us pray. So, uh, Thomas, how about you? Have, you? have you kept up on your, on your, on your daily scripture readings? I'm actually a lay priest of the Bravis Church, mm. so I can uh, help you guys through some other finer points of the eschatology here. That is good. I mean, I am like more of a grassroots uh, believer of uh, Bravology, and so I, I think I think the expertise will really help us here. So, uh, what's actually interesting about these scriptures is that they are uh, actually start, they're part of a shared universe of other religions based off of the Cartoon Network. Uh, 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 pantheon. Uh, I don't believe in the pantheon bullshit. It's only John. <laughs> this is heresy. He's a monotheistic god. There's well, no I mean, there's allowed. lots of texts we can go through here. See how vain he is. He doesn't allow other gods, and he doesn't have to because he's just so powerful. That is true. He's a very powerful god and a vengeful god and a romantic one. Is he vengeful? I don't know. I think he's a, just a pretty you know chill guy. Because I don't recall. Bravo bringing the brimstone. He doesn't believe in that sort of thing. Well, I mean, it depends yeah, on what you a, call the a, brimstone. He's a, he's a love, not war kind of guy. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's vengeful in love. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you guys just you guys ready to to get to to get holy? Like Swiss cheese, baby. Oh yeah. So wait, one thing that's interesting about this is. So what I'm figuring, uh, what we'll do is there are some reviews of this scripture, uh, but only on certain chapters. So uh, what I'll do is we'll read a chapter, and we'll, if there's any reviews for that chapter, well, then we'll read the reviews for that chapter instead of doing it at the end. Um, to see what other followers and apostles <laughs> believe in. Chapter 1. Life. Life was pretty good for Johnny. Cruising around on his motorcycle, being the object of every woman's desire, then at night returning home where a big-breasted blonde woman is waiting to worship the very ground he walks on. The air was fresher, the water was sweeter, and everything was on the up-and-up. As he pulled up into the driveway of his lavish mansion, he could see his wife standing at the front door wearing practically nothing, and as he made his way to her, he felt like he was walking on cloud nine. But then unexpectedly, he felt like he stepped in mud. He looked down and saw his foot was sinking into the concrete. He desperately tried to pull his leg out of the out of the moor he sank into the concrete, and by the time the concrete was up to his waist, he began to panic and each for anything that he could use to pull himself out. Once the concrete had reached his neck, he noticed that the blonde woman slowly approached him. Help me! 
She didn't respond, but instead put her foot on top, put, put her foot on top of his head and began pushing him deeper into the concrete until he now fully emerged. At that moment, he sat straight up in his bed in cold sweat while trying to catch his breath. It took him a couple seconds to catch his breath. Then once he was now breathing normally, he swung his legs over to the side and stood up. He couldn't help but look down at his pot belly and sigh. He then cleaned himself up and put, up, put on his usual black shirt and jeans. Looking good, he said, trying to put on a fake smile, while trying to ignore the bits of gray hair among the blonde. He walked out of his room into a diner and began... The twilight years of Johnny Bravo, but... Because he did have a pot belly. <laughs> okay, so we're looking at an older Johnny Bravo. It was an old Johnny. And he said, try to put on a fake smile. This might be sacrilegious. <laughs> yeah, we might have to... It, uh, also, I, I feel like he'd like the dominatrixes, so I don't... I feel like he would have been into that dream. Probably, yeah. That doesn't have That's to be one thing. Uh, Thomas, would you say that that is canon with Johnny Bravo, that he probably would have liked being stepped on the face into the concrete? It's unclear from the text. <laughs> it's ambiguous. But I, cho- a, I choose a to believe... point of contention between the various sects. It is a split, a major split early on um, in Bravo. The degree to which Johnny Bravo endorsed BDSM is <laughs> kind of unknown. Um, we never get to see him in that sort of role in the text. Some people take his words to believe that he might enjoy it. I, I take I take a middle ground approach. I believe that he was open to it. Like he didn't like seek out BDSM community, but if, but they, if, it was if they approached him, he'll, mm, he'll enjoy so it. So like a leather baby. In my view, that's the mainstream belief. Yeah, that seems like a very enlightened centrist yes. way of looking at it. When it comes and to the I, Bravo I BDSM debacle, I want to unify. You want to unify? I want to reunify. The east and west like divide between Johnny Bravo, Bravo. you know, Howard. Like it's simultaneously when Christianity did that with like the Byzantium Empire and all that, like it was happening with the Bravo. No, but this one's real because Johnny Bravo is an actual god. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, saying don't compare I'm, I'm just saying, you know, like it was the same split though in terms of like the regional variability. That's why you have a bunch of Russianers that they hmm. they they believe he wasn't into the BDSM, okay. which is weird. Well. Let's see if this can get. I mean, the sacred texts are sounding a bit sacrilegious at this point, but maybe they'll. Maybe maybe we're just not understanding. Bits of gray hair amongst the blonde. He walked out of his room into a diner and began preparing for the day. As he fired up the grill, he couldn't help but think about the events of the past years. His mother kicking him out. Him barely making his way through the war and inheriting Pop's diner after his death. About a halfway through the day, he was hip deep in orders, running back and forth between the kitchen and serving customers. But once the lunch crowd had settled, a man in an obviously expensive suit walked in and sat down at the counter. Johnny didn't realize the man had sat down until he turned around and immediately recognized him. Look who, de- uh, look who decided to come down from his ivory tower. Um, he, hmm, I guess, Thomas, do you want to do voices? Yeah, who can do the best Johnny Bravo? Who, yeah, who can? I, I'm not that good at Johnny Bravo, like, other than the old mama. And look who crawled out of the gutter. That's the, that's the best I got. <laughs> okay. uh, I think that's Carl speaking. Oh. Uh, not war. That was pretty good. Yeah? And look who crawled out of the gutter! Oh, God. The two immediately busted from out. Yeah. <laughs> the same person. <laughs> That is true. Carl from Jimmy Neutron is the same as Carl my, from Johnny Bravo. That is my most hated character, so I guess. The two immediately busted out laughing as Johnny leaned over the counter and hugged the man. It's great seeing you, Johnny! You too, Carl. The two friends nearly spent an hour talking as Johnny served the other customers. Then just as Carl finished his meal, a limousine pulled up outside and honked its horn twice. Sorry, Johnny. I've got to go. 
No problem. Same time next week. You know it. Carl then slapped a $50 bill on the table and said his goodbye as he walked out the door. The rest of the day seemed to go out as normal, that until about 15 minutes before closing, Johnny heard the bell over the door ring, which prompted him to stop cleaning dishes and head to the front counter, where he found someone reading the menu. Hey there, uh, we're just about to close up, so I can't guarantee it will be fresh. The person didn't reply, and just kept on reading the menu, keeping their face hidden behind it. Got any pie left? Oh, sweet. Uh, uh, we're gonna have a quick Johnny off to proper gent and me to determine who is the true Johnny believer. All right. So, give me. What am I supposed to say? Say, um, so I have a. Sl- I got a slice of cherry. Take one. <laughs> I have a slice of cherry. Take one. Okay, perfect. Yeah, you got it. You perfect. Got it. There we go. <laughs> we we have moved on. <laughs> We've upgraded our job. We have upgraded several times. <laughs> Johnny, this was a work in progress. You know what? We're not here for perfection. <laughs> we're not we're here, here for perfection. Look, nobody <laughs> can look at the face of Johnny. That's why I. That's why I. So. This episode, I said we weren't looking for the best things on the internet because this episode we're trying to heal our souls, and our souls require are always a work in progress, as Johnny once said. Would you guys believe we don't prepare for this podcast? (laughs) We don't read these beforehand? (laughs) Johnny immediately looked over the opposite end of the counter and noticed there was one slice of cherry pie left. I totally lost where we were at. God damn it, it's the one line you auditioned on. Come on. (laughs) Oh, it's just the next line. (laughs) Uh, I, I got a slice of cherry. That'll be perfect. Johnny made a quick note in his pad of paper and went over to collect the pie. Once it was on a plate, he walked over to the customer and set it down in front of them. And at that very moment, the person to reveal a red-headed woman in her early to mid-twenties. Thank you. Johnny's heart seemed to skip a beat. Then once he collected himself, he decided to lean, lean next to the woman. Oh, uh, hey there, Mala. <laughs> the woman couldn't help but smile as she took another bite of pie. So what's a fine thing like you doing in a place like this? Oh, I think that was Johnny. Uh, oh, so what's fine? What's a fine thing like you doing in a place like this, honey? The pro- the prophets Damn, like son. to keep. <laughs> so the prophets like to keep the scripture ambiguous on who's talking, so that we are true Johnny followers. It, have to Johnny, so Johnny the true prophets will know who's speaking. <laughs> <laughs> the woman chuckled as she set her fork down. I used to live here as a kid until my family moved to Europe. I'm just here to see old friends. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, you got any milk? Oh, of course, Mama. <laughs> Let me get that for you. Incredible. <laughs> what kind of conversation is this? What are you doing here? Uh, oh, I came it's back it's a starting off of the smooth talk, you know. Uh, Johnny went back and got her a glass of milk, but when he got back to the f- <laughs> when he got to the front, the woman was gone, leaving behind only exact change for the pie and the half-eaten pie itself. As he got closer to the camera, he noticed a folded-up napkin sitting just under the money. When he picked up the money, he noticed his name written on the napkin. He opened up the napkin, which had written on it, "Good to see you again, handsome." He was completely oh, confused. Mama. He was completely confused by the woman note, but that's when he noticed what time it was and decided to finish cleaning up, then head to bed. 
The next day, he, he, the next day was his day off, so he decided to spend the day picking up supplies while everyone, once in a while, hitting on some woman who looks who look who like normal, dismiss him, roll their eyes in disgust, or straight up slap him. But during all of the rejections, that woman kept popping into his head. Okay, I mean it's not as it's not as cute when Johnny. I mean it's not cute when Johnny Bravo did it as a twenty year old, but as like a fifty five year old right. with a pot belly. Well, because he's yeah, like you're he's supposed to be endearing because he's not yeah a complete. Ugly. He's, um, yeah, he's not ugly. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, to be fair, I have... Well, Andy just accepts rejection. He's not like a fucking incel weirdo about it. Yeah, but I, I gotta say, there have been like... Uh, I've met people at like college bars where they're like obviously like 45. Like obviously no, yeah. 45 and like big. And, and they keep just like... You need to quit this shit. And they just keep like trying to hit on college chicks. And, and none of them are this giving why this any is sacrilegious. Tail. I think Johnny Bravo in his... Uh, Twilight years would uh would progress with the times. It's so. possible. We do have a Johnny Bravo expert. What do you? What yeah, are the texts say, say, Thomas? Uh, what specific question would you like to ask like, of the text? Would, would would Johnny Bravo progress with the times? Hit on super young in his people. Twilight years. Uh, at least in my sect of the church, we don't. We prefer not to sort of modernize the texts. We try to read them with the original intent. Uh, so I think that kind of question is beyond my expertise. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, once he was done shopping, he dropped off everything back at the diner. He went over to his mom's house for Sunday dinner like he usually did. He was just about to knock on the door when it suddenly opened, revealing a woman who barely came up to J- Johnny's chest. Hey, mama. Johnny, sweetie, you're just in time. I just took the roast out of the oven. He helped her finish up dinner, and once they sat down, she asked how him how things were going at the dine. Oh, fine. Had the weirdest thing happen yesterday. Really? Yeah. A customer ordered some pie, and then she left me a note. Uh-huh. He then pulled out the note and handed it to her. Huh. Do you know who it is? No clue. But I hope I see her again. She seems so familiar, but I just can't place her. It's driving me crazy. My. She must have had made a great impact. I've never seen you this worked up. As soon as she said that, he realized she was completely right. This really was the first time in a long time that a woman gave him the time of day and didn't immediately slap him. Once dinner was over, the two watched TV until his mother decided to call it a night. On his way back to the diner, he found himself driving through a graveyard. Then, as if he were sleepwalking, he got off his motorcycle and wandered into the maze of headstones, until he stopped at one in particular. He kneeled down and brushed brushed off some leaves. Was this gonna be the little girl? What was her name? <laughs> what is this gonna be? Who could be dead? Little Susie. Fun fact on the Johnny Bravo wiki: her religion is listed as Protestantism. Mm. Wow! Wow! And she met Johnny Bravo in person and didn't convert on the spot. Heresy! Wow! It's crazy! Crazy! Hey, pop. He then pulled out a small book and opened it to a marked page. The dinner, the downer is doing just fine. Though I'll still never understand why you lifted it to me. Maybe because you saw me as a son you've never had. I don't know. Everything seemed to change after the war. Before he could continue, Johnny noticed a car pull up behind his bike. As he slowly stood up, someone exited from the car and slowly started to walk towards him. Johnny couldn't make out who it was because of the headlights from the car, which was shadowing the person's features, only seeing their silhouette, and it wasn't until the person was a few feet from Johnny before he realized who it was. Hello, Johnny. 
Johnny was was a little taken aback by the woman oh, he had met shit. earlier. I know what this is being going. Here. She was a redheaded. She's the fucking little girl. What's her name? Again? <laughs> oh Susie. my god! It's little. He's, it's big little Susie. Are you kidding? You me? again? <laughs> I'm putting my money on that. Yes. She then looked down at the gravestone. No one ever told me he had died. I didn't find out until I came back. Johnny could clearly tell the saddened look on the woman's face, which finally prompted him to ask, Who are you? The woman couldn't help but chuckle before turning towards Johnny. Well, I have changed a lot. It's me, Johnny. I fucking knew. It's Susie. End of chapter one. Yeah, this is sacrilegious. That's basically incest if he's trying to go for this. So, that's pretty. That was the first scripture. Mm. Um, I uh, have this is some not scripture. This no, is... this is the black book of scripture that needs to be burned. <laughs> well, maybe we'll learn this more. This is like the Book of Mormon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so As we have a, a few former Mormon. <laughs> so I we, am we have offended. A foreman. A foreman. A foreman. <laughs> All foremans on construction sites are former Mormons. Would he give another day older? <laughs> So, I have a few reviews over the scripture of prayers, I would call them. Uh, a guest wrote, uh, Thinking Heather Asplund or that werewolf lady? An episode specifically about how Johnny was so out of shape that he made a world record for the least healthy person. <laughs> Apparently his flab just happens to grow in the exact same shape of a buff physique. That's a fun I review. don't remember that. That's a good prayer. Um, Max Maximiliano Francisco Bravo Maturiana wrote, Nice story. Hope to see more. Pretty solid. Uh, and then uh, another guest wrote, Jane Bonded, which I guess is a reference to something. And then Gustave Drakenheim wrote, continue this, please. So I feel like, I don't know, you guys are saying it's sacrilegious, but the other Bravo, Bravo, Bravovians are... False prophets draw large crowds all the time. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, in any major religion that's worth anything, you're going to have false prophets trying to draw away the sheep. That is true. Well, maybe this scripture will coalesce and become and become more pious as we go through. We'll start seeing the more heroic version of Johnny Bravo we all imagine in our hearts and souls. Yeah, not the one trying to bang the little girl he knew when he was fucking <laughs> in his 20s. <laughs> scripture 2, old friends. Yeah, just for a little context for that as well, too. They have a 23-year age gap between them. Yeah, it's... Susie so he's like fifty in the series. But the worst, the worst part though is he knew her as like a seven-year-old. Like wait, young. Johnny Bravo was thirty in the series. Yes. Yep. Oh no. Nineteen sixty-one. The series took place in. Why does it have such a firm it, here's a, date? Here's a lore. Here's a lore <laughs> question. Why is Susie a Protestant? Birthdays. Where would that ever come up? Yeah, that's a weird. It also, oh, but this matches up with the war. Catholic, if anything, because he like must have gone to Vietnam. Right, it like, yeah. but is he in the greaser era? Was he an anachronistic? We need to consult. I think the maybe he's guy. a he's a greaser. He was anachronistic who's... for the suburbs. Like maybe he was a greaser, or he's like trying to ape the greaser culture, but he was way too late. I, I assumed like, he was. Yeah, I assumed he was anachronistic in his time, not like in his place, but like in the mm. sense that he's like, oh, trying to be a greaser. Well, if you think about it, the greasers were the night. Well, it was the nineties and the sixties. Or sorry, not blah. Fifties. I, I can say it a comeback. Fifties. Yeah, yeah, there was greasers in the fifties, but the sixties less so. Yeah, yeah. Johnny was a ne'er-do-well suburban greaser way after his time, drafted into Vietnam, 
But when by being in 1961, the story starting off with that, it, that makes sense though. Like he's doing the greaser thing two years the, after the greaser it, thing was done. I think you it's know, like, like the 70s with like the coloring and the palette of like how the homes were. From what I it's, remember, well, it's definitely 1961 was the uh, year that took place because uh, their ages are confirmed by their birthdays and their. Dang. You know, oh, so that's the, the established. Ends. It's the 61. Yeah. No, yeah. Because uh, little Susie's birthday is October fourth, nineteen fifty four, and her age oh, in the series shit. is seven. seven. Okay, so he would have fought, and yeah. What is what is a seven year old now with a thirty year old for? Um, we'll have to learn well, from the Johnny scriptures. Bravo. We'll have to learn from the scriptures. He needed some help. He's a pious man, and he he'll ask for help from humble places. That's perfectly fine. Johnny wasn't sure how, but he found himself sitting in a bar having a drink with Susie. So finish your story. Susie said, right just as Johnny downed a shot of something. So there I am with my buddy Jack, getting ready for lunch. And in walks some kid in a lab coat. Not even 18 is barking orders, orders at some three-star generals that were there with him. And I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I nearly dropped the tray I was holding out in laughter. <laughs> Did he get Agent Orange? <laughs> <laughs> At, at, at least that'd be an excuse for him trying to bang his the kid he knew. Maybe won't. Maybe that's not what's happening. We'll see. I hope not. I th- it might just be a sweet, you know, like you know, Reunion, like sure. old friends catching up. It, literally, the title's called "Old Friends," so that, maybe you need fair. to stop being the pervert hyena. He w- he tried to fucking smooth talk at the bar, buddy. <laughs> that was in the tent. <laughs> it, it's a diner. <laughs> he leaned against the bar. Is like, hey, baby. To be fair, he didn't know that was Susie yet. Yes, huh. that's fair. We'll see. Maybe he'll turn around. Uh, oh my god, that's hilarious! What happened next? At that moment, Johnny froze as he was about to take another drink and went into a daze, almost like he was deep in thought. But just as Susie was about to ask what's wrong, he snapped out of his daze. I got PTSD. I mean, uh, nothing much. They got their food, and the kid continued to chew out the generals as they left. Oh. Yeah. An awkward silence befell the two as they stared at their drinks, while every once in a while looking up at each other. Susie could clearly tell that something happened after his story that he didn't want to talk about, but at that very moment, Johnny broke the silence. Uh, enough about my old war stories. What have you been up to? Susie couldn't help but smile as she took another gulp of her drink, then responded to Johnny's question. Well, after my father's death, my mother moved us to London to live with my great auntie Caroline. I stayed there until I graduated college and traveled the world. That is, until the war broke out. John, Johnny immediately took note of that. Is there another war? No, I think they're referring to the same war, right? No, like I mean, like, are we talking about the Vietnam War, or is this? Are we? Just oh no, I, I, I think I think this is war. a different. I think it's like this a, war, a, a war. war war type thing. It, oh, it's a three. Fa- oh, okay, yeah. like it's like an war. alternative history type thing. Yeah, you were in the war. She didn't respond right away, which Johnny also took note of. Yeah, well, I didn't do much. I was just an assistant to a high-ranking official. Uh, it's a good thing you were in the middle of. Some of the stories I heard were the stuff of nightmares. Well, they didn't call it the Conflict of Nations for nothing. The Conflict, conflict of, of Nations. nations. It's an interesting name. <laughs> like trying to say World War without saying World that's War. Like, dude, that's, just, that's just the definition of war. Yeah, it's the Conflict of Nations. 
Like, uh, but this was the defining a, conflict of nations. Well, so though. apparently there's a video game that came out in okay. uh, 2016 called Conflict of Nations World War Three. Live fact checking. Oh. oh, so it is literally. Did it involve Johnny Bravo? No. <laughs> uh, John. It's published Johnny. by Dor- Dorado Games. No. Who, who only made that game. <laughs> that does seem weird. That's just clearly implied to be World War Three, and then that's a title for a World War Three. Hey, and they're based. In the Maltese Islands. Look at that. There we go. So this guy played Got that six game. Got 6 out of 10 probably. on Steam. Mm. That is not good. That is I might have to download this for spiritual reasons. <laughs> 6 out of 10, that's uh, <laughs> playing with fire. Yeah, at least that madman who started it is burning hell, huh? <laughs> I'll toast to that. The two raised their glasses and clinked them together. The two continued to talk and reconnect until the bar closed and kicked the two out. I can't believe how late it is, Susie said, as the two made their way to their respected vehicles. Yeah, I gotta get up early and open the diner. But just as Johnny straddled his motorcycle, he felt her hand rest on his shoulder, which caused him to look back. And the second their eyes met, it was like time had stopped, and the two souls that had been seeking each other had f- oh, other okay. half oh, oh, had yeah. finally oh, been oh, connected. Oh, so I'm the sick fuck. Uh, <laughs> oh, rip. the rest of the night was a blur, and the next thing maybe she I'm knew, just not fucking was blind to into- what's happening. Uh, <laughs> Y'all are the bastards for letting this happen. I've said before it was happening, so we could have stopped. <laughs> Susie knew. But y'all said no. The next thing you Susie were gonna knew, keep going no matter what. She was waking we up in Johnny's what bed because y'all didn't accept the truth. Oh, and as she swung God. her legs over the side, she was realized she realized she was nearly naked and quickly wrapped whoa, whoa, the bed sheet whoa, around her. Whoa, this is already. So she woke up in his bed the next morning. Oh God! And she's okay, naked. So already happened. Or nearly God naked. Damn. And quickly wrapped the bed sheet around her as she looked around for clothes. But just as she found them folded up neatly in a chair, her cell phone buzzed, which prompted her to pull her phone and put the, put the earpiece in her ear. Hello. Yes, boss. I'm in Aaron City. I think just my line. Oh, oh. that's confusing. Oh, that is yes, confusing. I'm in Aaron City. I think it's a one-sided conversation. Mm. Oh, we only get to hear... Oh, that makes sense. Just then, she noticed a small box sitting on the desk next to Johnny's bed. Nothing seems out of place, but my investigation has only just started. She slowly walked over to the box. Wait, what? Wow, so she's a fucking seductress? She slowly walked over to the box and opened it to reveal a silver star medal. Holy shit. Oh, nothing. She immediately closed the box. Yes, I understand the importance of this mission. Susie couldn't help but roll her eyes. War medals? What is she gonna find? If Karl Kronisovich is up to no good, I'll find out. Just then, she heard the door creak open. Yeah, Mom. Everything's fine. Oh, that- that's Johnny. No, no, I think that's you. Like, you're like, you know, like uh, covering yes. the fact. Yeah, Mom. Everything's fine. I'll uh, call you later, all right? All right, Mom. Yeah, I love you, too. Johnny's mom kicked him out. She pulled out the earpiece and turned to face Johnny. Hey. Uh, hey. Oh, that's Susie. So, what? Oh. This, uh, the prophet really should have labeled these the dialogues. No, I think Susie says hey, and then Johnny no, says the no, next thing. No, 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 no. Because in the next one. She's right. Look, yep, it's hard to translate right. golden tablets oh. you find in the ground. It's, <laughs> there's going to be spelling hey. mistakes, okay? Take two. <laughs> hey. Hey, so 
last night. Oh, you don't remember. We came back here after the bar, and we were about to... Yeah. <laughs> and just says you got your brother off, you, uh, you paced out on my bed. What? Oh, God. Susie said, so completely embarrassed. But what had transpired? Where they were it. about to? But they you sick. Fuck. They were about to. That's just <laughs> as bad. It, it doesn't happen. fucking matter if it didn't, it didn't happen. happen. It didn't happen. He had his fucking penis out. Susie said, no, completely embarrassed so. by what had transpired last night, while also trying not to laugh. I folded your clothes and uh, just slept on the couch in the living room. What a flipping gentleman! Can we just applaud Johnny Bravo here? That's like, the god we're talking about. I mean, he did the right thing after trying to sleep. Sure, with he did the right thing after the wrong thing. <laughs> after to be fair, to at least a, she initiated the whole a thing. Girl he, but a girl he saw grow up. <laughs> yeah, for all we know, she was going to rape him. We don't, we don't know this. She's the one that... All we know is she's our... Hey, you're first. a fucking heathen that walked away from the church. Your opinion doesn't even matter, man. Suddenly <laughs> <laughs> so oh, no. out of nowhere, Suzu walked up to him and kissed him. Then after a few seconds, the two separated. You're a good man, Johnny. That's what I love about you. Yeah, you didn't rape me in my sleep. Susie just didn't realize what she said and stepped away from Johnny. What a great guy. Honestly, this is probably the 80s, so that actually uh, is that's, a very That's to be thing. fair. Yeah. That's, that is <laughs> yeah. fair. So he actually is like, well, that's the thing. In the context of his time, Johnny Bravo is a gentleman. He's a gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's he better did than the rest. That Brett Kavanaugh couldn't do. <laughs> hey, just accept no for an answer. It's like sure he, he does it in a weird, like semi misogynistic way of trying to get women, but he it's accepts. The 80s. But he, accepts, he accepts. But he accepts, like you know, oh, they, they don't like me. You know, oh, okay, you know, I'll, yep. I'll look for another baby. That's fine. Yep. Uh, the diner is open, so after you get dressed, I'll be happy to treat you to breakfast. Why? I'd like that. Johnny smiled and quickly left the room. Once the door was closed, Susie sighed as she sat down on the bed and then started to stare at the earpiece. Damn it, Johnny. Once she got dressed, she ventured out into the diner where there were a few patrons and Johnny standing at the counter with his back to her. But then when she got within a few feet of him, he turned to face her and she was surprised to see that he was talking with Carl, which caught her off guard, but only for a second. Little Susie! <laughs> Carl said, Mama! As she approached the counter... <laughs> My God! This, look at you. I hope Carl you gets, sure have grown up. I hope Carl gets executed for war crimes by the end of the <laughs> Seems like a lifetime ago. Unbeknownst to the two men, she reached into her pocket and pushed a button on her phone. The words "cloning a phone" appeared alongside with a spinning <laughs> circle. So wait, this is literally the Carl from Jimmy Neutron, though. I'm confused. It's cool. It's, it's no, Carl. It's a, no, it's a character from Johnny. It, okay, it's yeah, Carl from. So you're saying there's like an, an expanded universe or so something? So th this 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 prophet is trying to create a pantheon of the car. Is trying to supply the Cartoon Network pantheon, which the scriptures. But they have crossover stories. Yeah, they're working on it. But to be fair, Carl from Doom Neutron is not the, from the Cartoon Network pantheon. It's from the Nickelodeon pantheon. As you can tell from the, the angelic music. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Susie to, the spirit moved me. <laughs> the spirit, I mean... That does happen. I mean, you can't be mad at a guy for being moved. Susie immediately noticed the obviously expensive suit Carl was wearing. You must be doing well for yourself. Yeah! <laughs> I started a tech company out of my garage, and it was a marginal success until I met a man named Manfred Drake. 
like from Dexter. Oh. With his help, I was able to launch the company into the multi-million dollar. Oh, was that his rival, the tall, yeah. skinny rival with the black slick hair? Mm-hmm. Man, dark yes. dude. Oh man, I'm glad things are going well for you. And what have you been up to? Moved to Europe with my mom. Went to various prestigious schools. Traveled the world after college. Johnny let me crash here while I was passing through. Just then, they heard a buzzing sound, which prompted Susie to pull out her phone. The phone read, cloning complete. It's my mom, ever the worrier. She then turned to Johnny. They cloning Johnny, I'm going to have to take a rain check on that breakfast, but I'll call you later, okay? I look forward to that. Johnny said as the customer at the far end of the diner raised their hand to get his attention, which he immediately saw and ran off to to attend to the customer. And as soon as Johnny ran off, Susie turned her attention back to Carl. I hate to run, but maybe we'll catch up later. I look forward to that. The two said their goodbyes, and she left just as Johnny came back from helping a customer. As soon as Susie left the diner, she made her way to the back of the building so that she could see what was on Carl's phone. But just as the information started to appear, a warning suddenly came up. Error. Virus detected. Implementing self-destruct. She quickly pulled out the airpiece and tossed the phone into the nearest trash can and ran like hell until her phone exploded with the sound like somebody set off a handful of cherry bombs. She poked her head out from behind the dumpster to make sure the, the close was clear, which it was, and she made her way over to the trash can and looked down at the charred remains of her phone. Shit. She then put her earpiece in her ear and pushed a button on the side. Report. Yeah, boss, it's me. Do you have anything to report? I attempted to clone his phone, but apparently he has some sort of safety protocol on it because my phone detected a virus and self-destructed. Her boss didn't respond, but she could hear him sigh in irritation, but also worry. This may be nothing, but a case of paranoia. But just to be safe, I'm coming in. I'll be in Erin City in a few hours. Yes, boss. The line then went dead, which prompted her to quickly make her way to a safe house nearby. Back inside the diner, Carl and Johnny had their usual conversation about what was, what, what was new in, the, in their life. So, are you and Susie? Uh, no, no, we were just catching up last night. It's so obvious. Had a little Carl too much to drink, here. and we just crashed here. Okay. Carl said, not believing a single word Johnny said. But before they could continue, a limousine pulled up as usual and honked the horn three times. Until next time, Johnny. <laughs> Carl again, like usual, said his goodbye and stopped a $50 bill on the counter and left. Once Carl got into his limo, he was greeted by a man who was sitting at the opposite side of the limo. Hello, Carl. Manfred. As soon as the door closed behind him, Carl pulled out his phone. I think I'm uh, lisping into, or uh, getting into Mrs. Fowl a little bit too much. <laughs> Carl pulled out his... <laughs> Manfred. Carl pulled out his phone and handed it to Manfred. I think we might have a problem. Manfred looked down at his phone, which read, Cloning detected, launching safety protocol virus. Do you think Johnny suspects? No, he's too much of an idiot. But that girl, 
Girl. What girl? Oh, Susie. A girl that lived in my old neighborhood. Was just passing through. Before Carr could say anything else, Manfred started to chuckle. You clever bastard. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. It's nothing. I think we'll need to speed up production and begin phase two. Yes, Manfred. And then the city will be ours. Then the world. Getting Palpatine vibes from Manfred. The two started to maniacally start to laugh as Limo pulled away, leaving behind a completely oblivious Johnny. <laughs> what are we laughing for? Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, so that was Are the end of chapter two. That <laughs> Courts will flood the bureaucracy. So, how do you guys <laughs> justice? Do it. Do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> um. So, how how do you guys feel about the the scripture so far? I keep. I have to insist you don't refer to it as that. Yeah, it is. This is so not, far from scripture. It's not scripture. It's like Dante's Inferno At, compared to scripture. Yes, as <laughs> like a Dante's Inferno fanfic. I'm liking the twist and turns and the introductions of these alternative fake gods. Okay, how about this? Until we can spiritually agree with the scripture, we won't call it scripture, we'll just call it a theory. The Johnny Bravo Cartoon Network vs. Theory at this point. <laughs> it's not valid scripture yet. You know, you know what? I would accept Courage the Cowardly Dog being the pet, the <laughs> god pet of the god Johnny Bravo. That's the only thing I'll accept as an expansion of the pantheon. So we have one. We have our last review. After this, we're flying blind uh, into our spiritual journey. Uh, it was written by Jack Tyler, 765. For chapter two, he wrote, Wow, Carl's a traitor and backstabbing <laughs> little weasel. He just sell out his soul to the devil. I hope Susie and Johnny will be okay. <laughs> so it's like not even a review. It's just like a little person. Com- it's someone- like it's doing our job, just commenting. <laughs> Just call it. Hey, hell, let's just read the reviews. So, so you guys think that this this theory will hold up in the okay, end? So you know what I think is happening? They're cloning an army of Johnny Bravos to seduce the enemy into not fighting. Like nobody could kill Johnny Bravo. I mean, apparently he so can make seduce not war, clone an army of them. I don't get it. So he can't get like a date, but he can like seduce like a, a woman half his age. That would do it as a little girl. Yeah, that's weird. That that's the time he's I'm, I'm, well, successful. I mean, she knew him. I don't know. I think Susie li- like you know liked him as a person. You know, even before in the show. I mean, I'm not that familiar yeah. with the show. I think like, she had a crush on him. Yeah, but I, I think I mean I just read that. It's still like a 50 year. But you come <laughs> back to the person you knew, and it's a 50 year old version of them that has a pot belly and gray hair. Let me see if I can find well, some deviant art of Susie. Well, might, I mean, the ought to be shallow, man. People can presumably, like people Presumably, he hasn't kept I mean, up the, uh, uh, the gym, apparently, which is another reason this is sacrilegious. He could be... He's one of those guys that'd be in his 70s and still be fucking pumped. Because he just keeps going to the gym. He doesn't give up. Let me see if I can find some canon art of what little Susie... Grown up would be. Look, there we go. It's I found a, a picture. Art. Here's a canon art. It's canon? <laughs> what do you mean by canon? What does that mean? This Johnny Bravo I That was from approved DVR. by Cartoon Networks. Well, did they- that, that, is, that is not <laughs> canon. <laughs> Especially looking at the picture. It's like an anime version of her 
that's trying to make it look like she's in her 20s, but she clearly still looks like she's fucking 14 in that. I mean, she's way younger in the show. Anime Bravo. Anime Bravo. The, that's the Eastern thing you're trying to unite with. <laughs> uh, oh, that was that's the other sex. That's, the that's their canon. Jesus, wow, they've really fallen. This is why I'm trying to reunify it so we can, like. Anyway, you guys ready to go to the, the third part of this theory? What on earth is that picture? That is <laughs> extremely inappropriate. And <laughs> if a female was dressed up like that, I'd be concerned for their mother. See, this is why I'm trying to be an enlightened centrist. I'm trying to bring the reunification back. So, we so can you want to bring this. that Eastern shit over so here. So we can have a better influence on them. Yeah. I mean. It doesn't even look like Susie. They're, they're the ones that don't believe in the BDSM uh, c- conjecture. Look at the I might. size of those breasts. <laughs> like it's literally causing the band, like the the strings to like bend. All, almost all of these the pictures of, of, little, of little Susie do not look like little Susie. It's very inappropriate. DeviantArt doesn't even have freckles. Disappoint me again. DeviantArt is just not a great place. Yeah, anyway, that's let's not move, canon. Let's move on to well, the third true. part of this theory of Bravo called Secrets, or The Secrets. It's been about two weeks since Susie entered Johnny's life, which seemed to greatly improve it. They went on a few dates and were finally able to be intimate from time to time, and she would occasionally help out at the diner whenever Johnny got slammed. He had been the happiest he had been in a long time, but there were a few things that plagued his mind. Susie would disappear for hours at a time, and would sometimes return home late at night with cuts and bruises, as if she had been in a major fight. Okay, while that plagues you... But the whole age difference right. thing. Right, that's what I thought. I thought I was going to mention that. I thought I was going to be like, "Oh shit!" You know, I knew this little girl at seven. I saw this little. I helped raise this little girl, kind of. Yeah, like can can like there be some live dialogue that be like? Oh, to be okay, fair, well, he wasn't in raising my lore, her. That'd be way more fucked up. <laughs> he wasn't raising her, but he had many he escapades to her with the little Susie. Just because he's Woody Allen light doesn't mean we should give him a pass. You know? <laughs> I'm not saying it's a pass. If I'm just saying that's even. If worse, anything, he's just pulling a Ted Nugent. True. This they, is very whoa, Ted Nugent. They go for okay, like actually, yeah, he wasn't, he's That is, that is not, not fair either. Not, he's not going for a fort. She's in her 20s. She's a consenting. She's in her 20s and he's in his 50s. So if you do the Ted Nugent slider scale. So he's doing that's a Jerry not the, Seinfeld. That's not how the scale works. He's that's doing like a Jerry Seinfeld. Like, there's a huge Look, difference between a five-year-old taking... Two, then plus that's seven. like saying like that's a fucking 30-year-old going for a two-year-old is the same difference. Johnny? No, divided by two plus seven. Yeah, yeah. Johnny wanted to ask her about them so many times that he lost count, but feared that what would happen if he produced if he prodded too much into it would he would push her away. That all seemed to change one morning when he awoke to find her not sleeping next to him, but instead found a note sitting on the nightstand, which he immediately grabbed. Had to duck out early to take care of some things. See you later, Susie. John couldn't help but sigh as he got out of bed, and and once he got dressed, he went out to the diner to get the ovens heated up. But just as he was about to turn the knob, he heard a light tapping sound. He didn't think of anything of it, but when he heard it again, he realized it was coming from the entrance of the door. He slowly walked around the corner and was horrified to see laying in a pool of blood and was lightly knocking on the glass door. Uh, was horrified to see laying... I don't know what's laying in the pool of blood. Susie? Something. Uh, he quickly ran over the door and just as he opened the door, he was shocked to see it was Susie! Oh my god. He immediately pulled out his phone and... and but just as he dialed 911, she grabbed his arm. No. Hospital. Johnny just went ahead and called for an ambulance and just took what she said as delirium from the right, blood yeah, loss. Like, sure. <laughs> a few hours later, Johnny found himself sitting in a hospital room next to an unconscious Susie. Mr. Bravo? 
the doctor said as he entered the room. Well, what can you tell me, doctor? Before answering Johnny's question, the doctor checked her vitals and then turned towards him. Well, she's lost a lot of blood, but thank God you got her here when you did. Any later, and she might not have made it. Oh, thank God. Now, sir, what can you tell me about all the bruises? <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Just then a bad feeling came over Johnny. He could tell that he didn't look good, especially for him. But before he could answer, there's suddenly a page... Tell you it wasn't my bulging muscles. There's suddenly a page from over the intercom about a code orange. They had nothing to do. Oh, dear God. The doctor said before rushing out of the room without explaining anything. A few seconds later, after he left, a blonde woman entered. Mr. Bravo, the woman said as she walked in and over to Susie. Johnny found it extremely difficult not to stare at this woman, who seemed to have legs that went up for days. It's Dexter's sister! <laughs> I was about to say that before you said the leg thing. It's legs for days. <laughs> legs for days. It's fucking Dexter's sister. Went up for days, which the skirt oh, she... Holy shit. Which I, she was I'll wearing. She was all yeah. legs, basically. No, you're right. You're totally Blonde, right. Blonde, uh, all legs. There's been legs multiple Dexter's characters. Legs for days. Which the skirt she was wearing didn't help at all. But she just got to the hospital bed, and he snapped out of his day. Out of Johnny probably just going to sleep with all the fucking young-ass kids on. <laughs> That's fucked up, man. <laughs> I guess this is the blonde woman talking. Yep. Agent Z, what a pickle you've gotten yourself into. Suddenly, without warning, she produced a syringe from inside her suit and injected the contents into Susie's neck. Or is it a kid's neck What door? the hell do you think you're doing? <laughs> Johnny said as he reached over and grabbed the woman's wrist. Relax. I'm with the good guy. <laughs> just somebody walking up to you. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Chill Dang. out. I'm, with I'm the a good, good guy. That's why I injected uh, goop uh, into her. Oh, shit. You're a part of the good uh, people. Well, keep on injecting her with a. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I just injected her with a biostimulant. This should help speed up her healing. Bow. What? I don't understand. All will be explained in due time, but right now. Uh, she didn't look down at her watch. Kids next door. No, yeah, uh, they, that was Nickelodeon. I, I don't. No, it was Cartoon Network, but I think it, it's later than all of these shows, so I don't uh, think it'd be included. Well, I mean, that's how true. You wrote these scriptures after the fact. There's another reason it's very inaccurate. This is well after the original scriptures were written. We need to go grab her. Wait, what? In two minutes, our men are going to come through the door and kill every single thing in this room. What? Now, they're the good guys or just massive killing people in a hospital? Johnny didn't no, the ask bad anymore. guys. The bad, the bad guys, guys are oh, killing. Now, okay. if you wish to live, I suggest you pick her up and follow me. Johnny didn't ask any more question and just unhooked Susie from the machines and carried her over to the woman who was now holding a gun. This may get loud. She then put on a pair of glasses, which started to glow orange. Once she stepped outside, she immediately fired one round and took out an armed man. What the fuck is going on? Then <laughs> two appeared behind them. But just as if she had eyes in the back of her head, she immediately turned around and shot the two men in the head. Johnny was completely amazed by what he was seeing. It was as if this woman knew what was going to pop out from where before it even it's happened. Those ballerina reflexes. When they made it to the elevator, the doors were open as if it was just waiting for them. In. The woman demanded, just as another armed man appeared, which he dealt with almost instantaneously. I'm another armed man. Did Dexter's sister do ballerina? Or am I just yes, she did ballerina. Okay. 
Once they made it to the parking garage, they found a car waiting for them. Lay her down in the back. While still carrying her, Johnny managed to get the back hatch open and place her inside. They once the back wait, they're going to a hatch they're in a hatchback? <laughs> That's okay. Once in the back hatch was closed, he hopped into the front hoped into the front passenger seat just as the woman slammed on the accelerator, which rocketed the car forward, then after nearly running into some oncoming cars, they made it out of the garage. Okay, what the hell is going on? Your girlfriend back there works for us. We lost contact with her last night. We were about to send in a retrieval team to find her, but that's when we received word that you had brought her to the local hospital. What does... You've landed right into the middle of a war, Mr. Brotho. Good versus evil kind of war. The man I work for saw many evils during the war that he decided to start an organization to combat those who sought to do evil. So, Tuesdays, some kind of secret agent, huh? Suddenly the car screeched to a halt. We're here. As Johnny stepped out of the car, he was confused as to why they pulled up to an abandoned movie theater. Quickly, bring her inside. Once he had acquired Susie and closed the, black, the back hatch of the car, the woman pointed a small remote at the car and pressed a button. Without warning, the car suddenly sped away, as if it was being driven by a madman. Let them chase that for a while. Once inside, Johnny followed the woman to the front, the front row of seats. Sit her there. He did, that, he did as she said and placed Susie in the second seat from the end, and then he sat down just to the right of her. So if you don't mind, maybe now explaining what's going on. Absolutely. The woman then walked over to the seat that was directly across the aisle from Johnny and lifted the section of the arm to reveal various buttons. Oh, enjoy the ride. As soon as she pressed a button, a strap suddenly appeared and strapped both Johnny and Susie down to the seats. What the? Before he could finish, the seat suddenly descended into the ground and disappeared. Uh, are you sure this guy can help us? He can get close to... I'm going to assume this is Dexter real quick. Yeah. Uh, what does Dexter sound like yeah, again? he's clearly the leader of he's, the good He's forces. got a nasally voice. Uh, man, he's like... He's having no, a German Didi. accent, doesn't he? No, Didi. It's not, no. Like, cra- oh, it's it's not like crazy. He's got a weird though, accent. But yeah, he's like has a weird... Let me see if I can find it. Is it like a German Here. scientist or something like Play, that? Uh, I'm pulling up a clip of Dexter's Play a clip of Dexter. Get me in the... Let's get some evidence here. We'll get go straight to the scriptures. The Dexter scriptures on that one. Go into the scriptures. Yeah, just blast it off the laptop into the mic. Okay, there we go. Why am I on the Daily Mail? He's like, Didi! That sounds... What do I want? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a German. It's like a German. All right, I'm just gonna do a German accent. Pictures with me. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, like a little kid, a German kid. <laughs> he can is get that, close to Carl and maybe figure out what Manfred is planning. Okay. Uh, I completely lost my spot because I was googling that. This has okay. gotta be great. <laughs> These things are pretty real. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, nasally German. To Carl and maybe figure out what Manfred is planning. <laughs> uh, where where was I? Last man responded through the woman's earpiece. Oh. Let let's only hope. About an hour later, Susie slowly awoke to <laughs> so, find herself. So in this, okay, 
So I am like in this part of this theory is that Johnny Bravo is like the central key to like the expanded the universe of this war between all the Cartoon Network characters. That does that adds up. About an hour later, Susie slowly awoke to find herself laying in bed. As she sat up, she immediately realized she was in a safe house. How the hell? She got out of bed, and when she left the bedroom, she was surprised to see Johnny sitting on a couch, staring at the ground, like he was deep in thought. Oh, thank God. Oh, Johnny? He immediately looked up and saw Susie standing just inside the doorway. Oh, thank God. He said as he jumped up from the couch and raced over to hug her. I don't understand. How did we... Before she could finish, Johnny released her from the hug. Your colleagues rescued you. My colleagues? Yeah. Susie, what the hell is going on? Susie wasn't sure how to answer that, so she motioned for him to join her on the couch. Remember when I said I was an assistant to a high-ranking official during the war? Yeah. Well, that was sort of a half-truth. I did assist him in covert military assignments. So all the cuts and bruises that you come home with? Occupational hazard. Johnny couldn't help but sigh in frustration. Ah, for the past two weeks I've been driving myself crazy trying to figure out a way to ask you about everything. I know I've kept a lot from you, but I did it for your own safety. My own safety? Carl, he's mixed in with a really bad guy and he's planning something big. I know. What? Yeah, he told me about it a few days ago. They are about to release a new phone that's going to allow customers to connect all of their electronic devices. My god, that's it. The cell phones are connected somehow. Johnny, you have to help me take him down. Oh, you listen to yourself. I've known Carl my entire life, and you're making it sound like he uh, some kind of bone villain. Johnny, you have to believe me. I don't know what to believe. I need to get out of here, huh? <laughs> Susie knew that she loading all of this on him, and knew that he would need time to process all of this. So he showed him how to work the elevator, which he took back up to the abandoned theater. After a rather long cab ride, Johnny finally arrived at the diner. Ever be it so humble? As soon as he paid the driver, he heard a, a horn honk, which turned his attention to the parking lot, where he saw Carl's limo parked, and running, but when he approached the limo, he saw the driver inside motioning Johnny to go inside the diner, and while he made his way to the diner, what Susie had said seemed to echo through his mind. No, it can't be. When he entered the diner, he was surprised to see Carl sitting at the counter sipping on a cup of coffee. Carl? Carl immediately turned to see Johnny. Dear God, dear God, Johnny. Carl hopped off the stool and hugged Johnny. I heard about what happened to Susie. I've been trying to get a hold of you for the past hour. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. It's been an intense past couple of hours. I must have left my phone here, but everything is fine. Susie will be fine. Carl couldn't help but sigh in relief as him and Johnny walked over and sat down at the counter. I see you didn't hesitate to use the space I gave you. or spare I gave you, sorry. At that moment, Johnny realized he had blood on his t-shirt. Uh, listen, I'm gonna... Go change. Yeah, no problem. Johnny quickly walked back to the rear of the building, but just as he walked into his house, he was shocked to see the place had been ransacked. What the hell? He immediately ran into his bedroom, which was equally ransacked, and started desperately looking for something. 
Luckily, after a few minutes, he found who he was looking for, his silver star. After a few more minutes of searching, he found his cell phone and a clean shirt, but just as he was about to dial on one, he realized something didn't seem right. So he walked back out to the diner, but just as he walked back out, he was surprised to see Carl sitting at the counter, except this time, there was a gun next to his cup of coffee. Hey, Johnny, I think we may need to have a conversation. <gasps> I've been bamboozled. <laughs> So this theory is coming along. We're seeing that that while, you know, maybe it may not be able to work with us because Johnny is, in fact, dating the little girl, is dating Susie, and we would say that doesn't jive. I mean, making an action hero, Johnny. Also him having a pot belly. He would keep up in age with his workout routine. Well, apparently, uh, he, according to that review, yeah, I guess Johnny Bravo's flab just happens to look like a buff body. Like, he's not actually buff. Yeah, oh, so his pot belly is just giant abs. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys have any comments on the theory so far, or do we just move to the fourth part of it? The phone threw me for a loop, because I don't know how that played into a Johnny Bravo clone army, because that's what I thought was going to happen. I'm still open for that. It said there was cloning, right? There's somehow cloning involved? She was cloning his phone. Oh. Okay, so it was making a cop. Why would you call that cloning, though, instead of, like, copy? It's a pretty common thing in, like... Really? I don't know. They do it in Supernatural all the time. Clone people's phones. Interesting. Or no, it was a person of interest they do it all the time. I've never, like, seen that terminology with that sort of thing. Sci-fi. Not sci-fi. Suspense. Really? I guess I just don't watch this. It's also used in computer stuff, too. I'm trying to remember. I'm double checking that Manfred Drake is who I think it is. If I search, somehow Johnny Bravo's important now, but it's not the cloning thing. Then, yeah, I just completely misunderstood that connection. That makes a lot more sense. Anyway, you guys want to move on to the fourth part of this theory? How many chapters do we have? There's five part five parts of the theory. I think that was the longest chapter from what I can see right here. Yeah, now it's like the wrapping up third act section now. Okay. Yeah, I'm just curious where we were. Part four. The truth of it all. What's going on, Carl? Oh, I thought we would have a chat like old times about llamas and such. Honestly, your voice is so fucking annoying. (laughs) I don't want to talk to you. Well, that's not very nice, Johnny. (laughs) Carl then motioned for Johnny to sit next to him, which he complied and sat down next to Carl, leaving a suit between the two of them. Did you think that when you woke up this morning, the day was going to play out like this? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Carl couldn't help but chuckle as he grabbed the gun and pointed it at Johnny. Listen, Johnny, we've been friends for a long time. And I would prefer not to do something I don't want to do. <laughs> Carl's having some trouble. What happened to you? Johnny asked, interrupting Carl, who was mid-sentence. What do you mean? Look at you. You're pulling a gun at your friend. I'm truly sorry. <laughs> but I must make sure the plan goes off without a hitch. So please tell me where Why it's did you tell him the plan, then? Carl's not a good villain. <laughs> he doesn't want to play his cards. I have to kill you because I accidentally told you I was up to something. Oopsie. I don't know. The ambulance wouldn't let me ride with her and she wasn't at the hospital when I got there. 
Carl didn't respond and just stared at Johnny for a few seconds. That's clearly a lie, Johnny! <laughs> Cameras in the hospital show you carrying her out with another woman. But now Johnny was panicking and wasn't sure how he was going to get out of this. All right, Carl, you win. Just tell me what you're planning. I uh, certainly, Johnny. But within all of our new cell phones, there's a program that will allow us to manipulate humans and reprogram them to obey us. Oh, it's like 5G causing coronavirus. Right. Oh. Now, where is Susie? All right, first you take a lift on Cold Road. Actually, she's pretty hard to find. I should probably write it down for you. You got a pen? Even Without even realizing it, Carl reached into his jacket to pull out a pen and took his eyes off Johnny, which was his opening. Johnny quickly reached over, grabbed Carl's cup of coffee, and smashed it across his face, causing Carl to drop his gun as he fell to the ground as he clutched the side of his face. Johnny, you, but like, villain move, don't put actual coffee in the cup. Like, put, like, cold water or something, because they're going to throw it on you. Well, he was, he was wanted some coffee. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little sleepy, too. I should probably get some coffee and throw it on he, Thomas's face. I, I don't think he set up the coffee as, like, purely as, like, aesthetic. <laughs> <Carl> <laughs> he looked, wanted to drink some coffee. Johnny quickly picked up Carl's gun and proceeded to call the police. While he waited for someone to answer, Carl began to stand up, which prompted Johnny to point the gun and at him. Stay down, Carl. I've called the police. Carl didn't respond, and just continued to stand up, and by the time his feet was under him, him, he facing away from Johnny. Carl? Carl slowly turned around to face Johnny, and right off the bat, he could tell something wasn't right with Carl, who suddenly charged at Johnny. No! Johnny yelled as fired of a round which hit Carl on the shoulder, but that didn't slow him down a bit. Slow him down any, <laughs> and knocked the gun out of Johnny's hand just as he latched on his Florida throat man? and lifted, lifted, lifted him up into the air. It's bad salts, Johnny! <laughs> Carl! Johnny tried to loosen Carl's grip by hitting him in the arm, but I after a so few strong. hits, what the fuck? his arm became sore. It felt like he was hitting solid steel. Carl then tossed him over the counter and tumbled him into the deep fryer, and when he hit it, he turned it on. What the hell? Carl hopped the counter and made a beeline straight for him. Okay, can you stay Can you stay in that deep fryer for ten minutes so I can burn you alive, buddy? <laughs> made a beeline straight for him. By now, Johnny knew Carl had gone crazy and was looking around for anything that he could use to defend himself. Luckily, he found a knife, and just as Carl bent down to Dude, pick he, him up... He, see, okay, this is against scripture. He just needs his pecs to protect himself. He could crush any enemy inside his pecs. What's wrong? To defend himself, luckily he found a knife, and just as Carl bent down to pick him up, he stabbed him, stabbed him in the chest, which caused Carl to stumble backwards and look down at the knife, then back to Johnny, who was not by now was freaking out and tried to make a run for it. But just as he got to his feet, he slipped and fell back down to the ground. While on the way down, reached out, grabbed anything. He ended up grabbing the handle of a fry basket, which caused it to come flying out of the fryer and plash Carl in hot oil. It's so slippery on my own blood, Johnny. Please, <laughs> stop moving. Come here. I'm just going to stab you. When Johnny felt drops of hot oil hit his, his, uh, hit his back, he immediately yeah, scrambled yeah. away from the fryer, fryer. And just when he was cleared, went onto his back. Holy shit. <laughs> Johnny screamed in horror as he witnessed half the skin of Carl's face melt away to reveal a metallic skull. A fucking robot. Terminator. Carl! Carl! 
The robot Carl said as he took a step towards Johnny, but at that very moment he stepped on a- to imitate my voice in robotic form. <laughs> Spent ten million dollars. But at that very moment it stepped on a puddle of oil, which caused it to slip and fall. That then when it, it hit its head on the side of the fryer, it basically collapsed under the robot and its head became emerged in hot oil. The robot attempted to stand back up. By the time it was on its hands and knees, and the oil had already seeped into its head and destroyed the processing that, that'd chips. That'd be so much more lame if, in the, ter- the end of Terminator, you like <laughs> slowly <laughs> fryer slowly <laughs> sinks into a fryer with the thumbs up. Uh, uh, in, in frozen place. Presentation of Terminator Two is sponsored by <laughs> McDonald's. Deep fried Terminator. <laughs> Johnny, not. <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm gonna save you, Sarah Connor. But first, let's stop for a Big Mac and Coca-Cola, or is the best way Terminators refuel for a long day of work. Uh, uh, slowly, slowly got up and walked over to it, but just about to poke it with a rolling pin, he picked up, it suddenly collapsed to the ground, and then just the sudden relief, he heard someone clear their throat, which caused him to spin around and ready his rolling pin, but then lowered it when he saw it was Susie. about to use his mother's rolling pin. Johnny, what happened? Johnny looked around at the carnage that surrounded him just so that he could make sense of what just happened. Carl, he attacked me. I fought him off. He's, he's a robot. Confused by what she was hearing, she walked around the counter to where Johnny was standing and was horrified But when she saw, by what she saw. Uh, let's, um, um, Let's go outside and get some air. She took the rolling pin away from him and escorted him outside. Once outside, he looked over and saw the limbo limo he had be, had been abandoned. All right, have a seat, Susie said as she helped him sit down on the curb. Listen, I want you to sit here and take a breather. I'll be right back. I need to grab something from inside. Against her better judgment, she left She left him sitting there, and once inside, she went straight into Johnny's room. There you are. She said as she grabbed the case that housed his silver star, but just as she, she turned to leave, she saw the robot Carl standing in the doorway, which surprised her so much, she dropped the case. Hello, Susie. Back outside, Johnny had finally calmed down and was sorting out everything that had happened, but just as he stood up to go back inside... He heard what sounded like an ex- explosion from within the diner. Before he could go, b- but before he could go inside, he heard a sound outside. And when he looked up, he was shocked to see the robot rocketing away with an unconscious Susie in its arms. Oh no, no, no! You bastard! Just as the robot was nearly out of the sight, he heard his phone ring, which he answered. Hello, Johnny. Carl, damn you, son of a! I swear to God, if you. Relax, Johnny. No harm will come to her as long as you bring me uh, what she stole from us. Stole from you? I have no idea. I'm sure you new friends would be happy to help you. (laughs) Box-ticking friend. Before Johnny could reply, the line went dead, which caused him to immediately run into the diner and begin tearing through everything in the hopes of finding anything that points to whatever Susie took. But after 20 minutes of searching, he entered his bedroom and nearly tripped over the case Susie had dropped earlier. In his frustration, he quickly turned around and was about to kick it, but stopped when he realized what it was. The moment he saw the case, he realized he was only frustrating himself more than the longer he looked, so he decided to sit down on his bed, and as he sat down, he picked up the case. Oh, damn it, Jack. What have I gotten myself into? 
He was about to set the case on his nightstand when he heard something shift inside the case. He slowly opened the case to see the lining was starting to come loose, and out of curious, he started to tear it, and right there, hidden behind the lining, was a flash drive. I'll be damned. With the flash drive in hand, he ran back into the diner, but when he got there, he saw the blonde woman standing just on the other side of the counter. Mr. Bravo, I understand we have a problem. End of chapter. End of part four. So, that was a little action scene. We find out Carl's actually a Carl. Well, that was a Carl robot. We find out Carl has robots. Robot. And the evil plan is that cell phones will control people. Man. I was wanting the Johnny Bravo clone army. You know, I completely misunderstood the clone. How's Johnny Bravo important? Though? I thought he had, like, something in particular. It's the flash drive, dude. Behind the silver star. Behind his silver why star. Did, that was his silver star, and there's a flash drive hidden in it? Like, why? I don't get that. It was don't Carl's it. flash drive? <laughs> no, it, it's, Johnny? it's Johnny Bravo's... Like, someone someone hid some information behind the award. Oh, okay, so, but it wasn't Carl. To get it's, to. like, completely... It's, like, multiple people are someone, looking for the same thing. Someone named Jack. Hmm. Okay. Do you know any cartoon characters named Jack? Samurai Jack. Uh, I don't. I don't Could it be Samurai Jack? That doesn't seem like it. Would but he wouldn't be a bad guy. Period. Yeah, it wouldn't fit in with Samurai Jack. Maybe. Samurai Jack. I know that was Cartoon Network. Also, what other Cartoon uh, Network cartoons were there at the same time? Jack. Period? There was Johnny Bravo. Wait, was the kid Dexter's was the Lab head kid named Jack in Kids Next Door? No, that was Agent One. Oh yeah, they didn't he really was have names. Uh, that's right. Yeah, one, two, three, four. Um, uh, what other Cartoon Network shows were there? Jack? That's such a... Samurai Jack, I mean, it'd, it'd be weird to choose a Jack I mean, that's not it's Samurai gotta Jack. gotta be Samurai Jack, I guess. Uh, there's no Jack Samurai and Ed, Ed and Eddie, right? No. I don't think so. That's a good point, yeah, Ed and Eddie. I'm looking at the list. Uh, nothing from The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Cow and Chicken, no... I am Weasel. You guys remember I am Weasel? No, no, no. fucking idea with that. What about the Powerpuff Girls? There's no, There's no Jack. Yes. Wait, isn't the dad called Jack? Oh, he's Professor Utonium, dude. Oh yeah, that's his name. <laughs> did, Jack did they not Utonium. say his name very often? I don't remember even having a name. I would just call him the Professor, but he's Professor Did they Utonium. reboot that recently? That's his full name. Yes. I think they rebooted the Powerpuff they did Girls. They did, and they, they, made more, and they, added, they made it more. They like added a diverse character for Powerpuff. They made it like a uh, pastel, more pastel looking. I think Professor Utonium, art style wise, the name's Utonium, Jack Utonium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, it's Samurai I think Jack's also. It, I think Guess we'll also. Find out. Yeah, he kind of looks like uh, Samurai Jack. Like the art design for the new Powerpuff Girls is like old. It, it's like uh, Samurai it's like Jack. Samurai Jack art style. It's yeah. in, it's, 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 I mean, it's not Kennedy it's Tarkovsky. Not bad. They did change the, the art style Tarkovsky. a decent amount. Which I mean, I'm kind of fine with for reboots because so, it's a clear distinction, so you're not confused i'm gonna i'm gonna just bring it up uh now that we're not gonna be able to see the end of this great theory because the it's theory complete. isn't completed yet wow we still have one more that's... part we have one more part we can read through but i mean that's how all religions are how all religious theories are and they're not complete because you have to put your soul into incomplete it. and there's no answers there's exactly okay. well we have answers 
Thomas has them. He he knows all of Johnny Bravo. And the true scriptures, yes. The true scriptures. I have to say, I'm just a lay priest. I don't have all the answers. <laughs> you say that you do have all the answers is heresy. Right, he's not the Johnny Bravo Pope over here. But maybe, maybe we could find someone to finish the story, to finish the theory. So wait, complete is it, it. ever going to be done? Uh, I mean, it was updated in 2018. So oh, not too man. far back. It's not. That was like 30 years ago. That's not very much hope. In internet years, that's 30 years ago. Yeah. In, in pandemic times, that was 30 years <laughs> Yeah, especially, yeah. Like, he's had plenty of time. So he should have finished that if he was wanting to. So, you know, maybe I'll maybe ask him. You'll, we'll write our own ending. We could do that, too. That. that could be a, a future episode. But this is part five. And, you know, so whenever we get to reviewing the theory, the theory of Bravo, um, we'll just have to keep that in mind that it's not finished yet. So we'll have to, you know, change our opinions accordingly. Part five, the man behind the curtain. A problem, you say? Johnny said as he slipped the flash drive into his pants pocket. Yes, Agent Z has been taken by Carl. Ah, don't. I'm going to stop you right there. We tracked the robot from this location. And don't think I didn't see you slip something into your pocket. A uh, flash drive, perhaps? Johnny wasn't sure what to say, but he knew what he had to do. You can't stop me. Then without even saying another word, he stormed past the woman, picked up Carl's gun, and was just about to leave, but stopped when he heard the woman say the one thing he wasn't expecting. Who said anything about stopping you? Johnny turned around to face the woman and realized she was carrying a briefcase in one hand and a duffel bag in the other. Now, I have someone who wishes to speak with you. She dropped the duffel bag and set the briefcase on one counter. After after, she opened the case, a hologram of a man appeared, but his face was blurred, but Johnny could clearly tell this man was wearing some kind of lab coat. Mr. Bravo! <laughs> I thought it was time that we finally met face to face. Sort of. This is terrible. I can't do that. I'm going to keep trying now. If you want to give it a better go, please let me know. Listen, I would really love to talk with you, but I have to save my girlfriend. Mr. Bravo, wait. Johnny didn't listen and just walked away. You have to listen. I was there. Johnny immediately froze in place. I was there the day the enemy attacked your base. I know what happened. Oh, the like 18 year old kid was Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the little lab coat kid. Oh, so he wasn't general. actually even young. He was just a vertically challenged. <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, he's just short. Uh, bullshit. <laughs> no bullshit. I saw you. You held off the enemy until a backup arrived. You saved a, high, a number of high-ranking officials. How could you possibly know that? The man didn't respond and just stepped step forward so that his face was no longer blurred. You. Yes, Johnny. So how did you put it? Kid was barking orders. It seemed like Johnny's whole world came to a screeching halt. Wow. Damn, Dexter was producing weapons of mass destruction for the Allies. You're the only one who can end this. Stop, Carl, once and for all. No, I'm gonna give him what he wants and save Susie. You were a soldier once. I think that you would understand. 
Why, fighting for truth, the justice, and the American way, that ship sailed when... What? Jack died. I read the report, and he was just in the right place, or the wrong place, at the wrong time. That's because he was a samurai, and you put him oh, in the front lines. He's got to be that'd Samurai be a, Jack. That'd be a great Vietnam War guy to be next to you, though, Samurai Jack. But they, like, send him to, like, Germany. <laughs> he just has his sword, just, like, trying. Like, I can only deflect so many bullets. Shit. <laughs> just, like, but I was supposed to keep an eye on him. I told him to wait in the kitchen, but... It wasn't your fault. The enemy was clearing out building after building. He was afraid of being captured. Johnny didn't know what to say, and he just sat down at the counter. Now, there's parts of these scriptures I, I'm enjoying. Samurai Jack being his war, his war buddy. Please, that adds I, up. If, I, if I could. If I could send my own people, I would, but he would just execute Susie's and disappear, even destroy her building, and blame it on rogue terrorists, then he and Manfred would be free to rebuild and attempt this again. They must be stopped here and now. Johnny remained quiet for a few seconds, thinking about everything that had happened. Then he thought about Jack. And that if he were in his shoes, he would do the right thing. I'll do it. Fantastic. My assistant will give you everything you need. Now I need to go deal with some stuff on my end. Good luck, Johnny. As soon as the hologram disappeared, the blonde woman closed the case and set the duffel bag on the counter. You know, I'd accept Samurai Jack as like the Bucky to Johnny. Johnny Bravo and Samurai Jack, Captain America and Bucky. A sidekick. The boss figured you'd agree to help, so he decided to give you some gifts. She then opened the bag and started pulling out gadgets. One pair of tech spec glasses. When you use these, they would connect to all security cameras in whatever building you happen to be in. It gives you a 3D map. Map. It can also indicate who's a robot. She then pulled out a black t-shirt. He thought you could use a new one. Johnny examined the shirt, and nothing about it, nothing special about it, struck out to him. In- 20 years. Not very hot take. Just put it on. He immediately took off his shirt, and for a split second, he thought he saw the woman take a peek at him. But he knew he didn't have time to think about that, and just put the shirt on. As soon as he put the shirt on, various strands light up, lit up in sequence, then almost immediately went out. That shirt is interwoven with nanotech fibers. It amplifies the strength of anyone who wears it. She then reached in the bag and pulled out a handgun. Standard issue, military sidearm with some adventures. Built into the handle is a small bit of C4, enough to blow a hole inside in the side of a building. Used only as a last result. You'll activate it by pulling the trigger when there is no clip in it. You have just 30 second delay after that. Anything else? That seems like a that seems like way too easy to accidentally set it off. Just <laughs> Yeah, because like, sometimes pull the trigger right. before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it does. It does rack it back. To be fair, you know, it's pretty obvious when you're out of bullets. Yeah. yeah. After yeah. you fire. Well, I've been like, if like, let, like, let's say you're pulling the he clip out, you could accidentally too. like by gripping it, accidentally just pull the trigger while putting the clip in and out. Trigger discipline. No, yeah, you yeah. never. He's military trained, so he should. He's not military be trained, so he should be able to handle trigger. What he's reading. I wouldn't be able yeah, to handle. He's yeah, he's not some civilian that's just you know going. If it was a civilian, yeah, that'd be. Not the greatest idea. The blonde woman paused for a second and looked around the diner, then after a few seconds she returned her attention back to Johnny. <sighs> Try not to die. She then patted him on the side of his face. <laughs> Wait, Good what? Good luck. 
Like a Th- that's weird though. Johnny was so taken aback by what she had just said, like he barely the, noticed the woman leave. Like on the shoulder, sure. But. Once realized the woman was gone, he knew what needed to be done. He took the gun in the back of his pants and the two extra magazines in his pockets. All right, Carl, time to end this. <laughs> a few minutes later, he pulled up and noticed that Carl was doing some construction to the entrance of the building. Right before he entered the building, he noticed a sledgehammer lying a few feet away from him. Without even a second of hesitation, he picked it up and headed into the building. Once Johnny made it through the other side of that revolving door, he quickly put on his glasses the blonde woman gave him, and that moment he noticed a man standing next to the elevator. Johnny approached the man, and once he was within a few feet of him, the man turned to look at Johnny, swung the sledgehammer, taking the man's head clean off, (laughs) leaving behind sparking wires and loose bits of metal. Okay. No, yeah, he did just a cat potato rando. <laughs> yeah, like that. Oh, man. I'm beginning to like this nanofiber thingamajig. As the furbot fell to the side, Johnny pressed the button to call the elevator. As as he rode the elevator to the top floor, he set the sledgehammer down and pulled out his gun to make sure it was loaded. But just then the elevator stopped, on floor short of his destination, causing him to accidentally hit the switch that ejects the clip. Johnny, 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 um, um, I knew you'd come, um, little Susie has been waiting ever so patiently for you to arrive, uh, did you bring the flash drive? As soon as Carl's voice stopped echoing over the intercom, Johnny noticed, Johnny noticed the camera in the corner of the elevator. Without saying a word, he pulled the flash drive from his pocket and held it up to the camera. But... Now the doors are going to open up, and um, I want you to hand it to one of my associates on the other side. Johnny knew that the second those doors opened, he was a dead man. But then he noticed the emergency hatch above him. With kick thinking, he smashed the camera with a sledgehammer and started to scramble out of the elevator. As soon as he pulled his feet out of the elevator, a hail of bullets completely obliterated the inside of the elevator. I'm coming for you, Carl. He started to climb up, and after a few months, Months, minutes, months, minutes of climbing. Wow, that's a lot of climbing. <laughs> it, yeah, I think it's minutes. A few months. <laughs> a few months, minutes. Well, it's it's, it's, it's about a few months, minutes Weird. of climbing. He claims the elevator doors. Is that like a uh, thirty minutes each? Once he managed to get them open, he looked down at the elevator shaft and saw what he assumed were robots climbing out of the elevator. Unfortunately, due to some sweat, the glasses slipped off. He tried to reach for them, but they just slipped through his fingers. One of the robots noticed the glasses falling towards them and instinctively caught the glasses, which started to beat. The robot looked closer at the glasses and saw a message displayed on them. Non-authorized entity. Deploying security protocol. Suddenly the glasses exploded, causing a fireball that was racing up towards Johnny. Luckily he managed to leap away just as he reached the door, which provided some cover, but was still launched him away, landing a few feet from the door to Carl's office. Okay, after this, I'm gonna rip that punk kid's head off. After a few seconds of Johnny catching his breath, he slowly approached the door, but then stopped when he heard a gunshot, which caused him instinctively to crouch to avoid the bullet. I know you're out there, Johnny. Johnny then heard a loud buzzing sound, and the double doors began to slowly open. Once the door separated enough, he saw Carl standing behind Susie with his arm around her neck and a gun in his other hand, pointing it at her head. Drop the sledgehammer. Johnny complied and tossed it away, then raised his hands. Um, good boy. No, hand over the flash drive. I'm complying. He reached into his pants pocket and pulled out the flash drive, but just as he held it up to show Carl, it slipped out of his hand and landed on the floor. 
In the blink of an eye, Carl pointed his gun at Johnny, who froze. It's all good, Carl. Just stay calm. As Johnny knelt down to grab the flash drive, he winked at Susie, who wasn't sure what he was planning. But when he grabbed the flash drive, he attempted to stand up, but stumbled, causing the flash drive to go flying towards Carl, who immediately let go of Susie and leapt toward the flash drive. And the second he caught it, Johnny pulled out his gun, and as soon as jo Carl had the flash drive, he turned towards Johnny, thinking he, he, had, he had won, only to realize Johnny had, had a beat on him. What are you going to do, um, Johnny? Are you going to shoot me, your oldest friend and llama buddy? God knows I should for the crap you pulled. Well, um, in that case... Carl then snapped his finger, and out of the corner of Johnny's eyes, he saw Susie suddenly stand at attention. Before he could do anything, the robot Susie smacked the gun out of his hand and then hurled him across the room. What did you do with Susie? Oh, don't worry. She's safely tucked away in my private room back there. Oh. But I'd be more worried about... As soon as the two reached him, the robot Susie pointed the gun at him. Kill this idiot, and then the world will be mine. To be continued. So that is the the the, the scriptures of Bravo as uh, they Not currently scriptures. stand. Again, <laughs> the theory. Yeah, what do you get? <laughs> the theory of Bravo. The theory of Bravo as it currently stands. Um, the blasphemy of Bravo. Yes. So how do you guys, how do you guys like the the, the theory? So far, I quite enjoyed it. It was pretty entertaining, uh, relatively well written. Just twist and uh, turns. Yeah, I would say overall, I was very impressed with just how uh, interesting the story was. It didn't uh, drag on for any part too long. It actually had some pretty good story beats. Um, it's a relatively shorter story, but I think That's that works thing. to this. Yeah, this uh, definitely this could have had some pieces. You know, well, it, it could have had it. some giant narration about what the Great War well, was. Well, it, it keeps the like it keeps that. it paced well, so we're not sitting there for two thousand words reading about the Great War yeah, or reading about Johnny over. and Susie's you know yeah, intimate relationship. Didn't overexplain shit. Yeah, like that's a big. I, I would say if they. It, I don't actually have an, uh, an issue with longer stories, you know, uh, and I want to make that very clear as well, too, you know, because I would wonder if general our scores actually reflect that we do somehow prefer uh, shorter stories Probably. to longer stories. Probably. It's it, it's sure. not doesn't have to do with necessarily it, it is the responsibility of a story to make it interesting for a longer period of time, which is a lot harder to do for a longer story compared to a shorter story, especially when you think about an idea. An idea traditionally of a story is for a relatively short story, and then you have to flesh it out into a long, a longer story, which can be a lot more difficult to do. But I yeah. would say that in general, I was I'm actually surprised. You know, this was about eight thousand words, and uh, you know, I I feel like I could still go for another two to three thousand before you know I I would feel like it's starting to you know fully drag. So you know, uh, I think the inclusion of the Cartoon Network universe is awesome. Just you know, just to uh, allow for creative not, liberties. Not as scripture, you know? but as a fan, as of course. Uh, Overall, I would rate this probably a three out of five. You know, I was you know relatively pleased with it. Four and a half out of five. <laughs> Dang. Okay. Right. Yeah, I'd go with three yeah, out of five. Good. Also, I mean, as as far as the stories that we've read, well, I've genuinely enjoyed without irony. This is pretty far up there. That's true. I'd so you to... think this is better than New Dawn? I swear to God, people. Yeah, I do. People. <laughs> That's a good point, though. On our scale, no I'd slight, give it maybe... but I, it's not my cup of tea. <laughs> 
Dude. So wait, hang on. Are you literally just doing this because your genre of Johnny Bravo is better than like post-apocalyptica? I mean, all reviews are subjective. I, I'm rating on my pure personal enjoyment. Well, oh, okay. On that scale, the wolves have like a 10 out of 5. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. On the normal levels, Gay Tales is sort of in a quantum superposition of 5 out of 5 and 1 out of 5. <laughs> and this is a so, solid... So you, know, you don't know where that wave's going to collapse in which you don't know. Yeah. I okay, <laughs> but the uh, as far as scripture though, as far as sacrilege, uh, there's From some pluses and minuses. This is, um, this is up there with Dante's Inferno, right? It, there's like some cool <laughs> stuff like uh, the uh, Vietnam buddy. Yeah, I know it wasn't Vietnam, but in fact, basically, you could say it's Vietnam. Uh, but having Samurai Jackets as a Vietnam buddy, I like that. But I don't like that he's banging the seven-year-old he knew <laughs> at all. <laughs> so, you know, just pluses and minuses. As far as sacrilege go, I'm just ba- judging it based off of sacrilege. And it's definitely sacrilegious. I but we g- could adopt some stuff, maybe, into the, the scriptures. So, I, I gotta That's agree, it is, it is a bit sacrilegious... Uh, when it comes to the when it comes to the, 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 the true scriptures of Bravo, but overall, I did actually really enjoy the read. You know, it was it was well paced. Each chapter had its own little reveal. Um, I mean, I could have gone without the intimate relationship between Johnny and Susie, but it wasn't like expl- It wasn't like it didn't harp on it too long. Like if they spent a whole chapter just talking about like the dates and the intimate experiences yeah, they had which is very if common had to do it this was maybe the best it could turn out because yeah guess, it was so. essentially just like oh yeah they started dating and now that's why they you know um yeah i'd say don't do so that, I, i'd say i'd say to. i'd say it handled it well uh for what it is so i agree with a three and a half out of five four out of five um this could also could have been way more pervy in which means uh gugon uh false prophet gugon Guga. Finish it. <laughs> false prophet. Yeah, if you somehow ever listen to this, finish that ch- chapter. Yeah, um, we'll definitely finish it. Do it. Do it. Just do it. Derek. Derek. Um. Yeah. So it sounds like we all really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's on the better end. Uh, I'm not sure if I would have enjoyed it as much if I didn't pretend that Carl was Carl from Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that did add a lot. That does help a lot. I mean, was, is, is Carl from 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 Johnny Bravo that sound that different? Let me look it up. What is the Carl from Johnny Bravo? I'm trying to. Is that his, uh, He's a nerd science like nerdy boy. best friend? Oh, the nerdy best friend. That's right. But what was his voice like? It wasn't like screechy. The stereotypical little nerdy nasaliness. Oh yeah, just like the '80s nerd. Tubes where gristle and tallow are rendered down into each other. What? I'm trying to find one where there's Carl in it. Oh, there's Carl. How do we get to Mr. Kevin's gift shop? I want to go to the gift shop. Hi, Johnny! Okay. No! What are you doing Is on that? Is that Tom Kenny? Is that the guy who plays Spongebob? You've been that does sound... Oh, totally. Years. That sounds a little super similar to Spongebob. Interesting. You must be talking about my it's like a nerdy or nasally Spongebob. <laughs> Did that fucking laugh? Like, yeah, yeah, it's voiced by Tom Kenny. Wow. Even as a Spongebob-y laugh. No, yeah, the laugh. That was exactly... No, Carl is That's real nerdy. Wild. But with like a nasally... Okay, so imagining this as Spongebob is also pretty funny. <laughs> But SpongeBob is a harder voice. And a to do nerdy than Carl. SpongeBob would be funny. I, I, both are funny, so <laughs> it would have been 
You're not supposed to take him completely seriously either way. Is Carl Johnny Bravo's best friend? And he married Dexter's rival? Like, that's such a weird... (laughs) A random choice. Uh, Let's see. So we got Carl Cretus Duisk is... 135 pounds, 5'8". I don't know how old he is. He says he's a multi-billionaire. I, I, I do like the take of, like, this fan fiction... Like this take of uh, an older version, like past their prime, and they're like re getting their groove or that type of thing. That's like an interesting take. You don't see Dude, fan I love this. fiction shit very often. Um, so I love this uh, description. Carl is Johnny's neighbor who debuted in season two and is considered extremely annoying by many people. <laughs> but he is his best friend. Huh. Is he like uh I can't remember, is he like uh condescending to him because he's a nerd as like a jock bro, or is it does it not do I that? I think it might just be because he's annoying. So yeah, uh would recommend Gugon or is that is that his name? Uh uh Gugon. Uh, Gugon, yeah. He also has some stuff that takes uh make, takes the sticky stuff off of stuff. Yeah. Oh Gugon. But he um uh G U G O N on fanfiction. Uh, he also has some uh, has some theories and scriptures about the uh, about uh, Family Guy religions <laughs> and uh, some SpongeBob. Well, religions that's even as well. more sacrilegious. <laughs> family Guy religion. Yeah, he's he's a he's a real pantheist. He is. So yeah, um, I guess we only have one little thing else, and that's uh, something called uh, I stole this bit from another podcast. Uh, plugs. Uh, what? You guys have any plugs in particular? I found out that all of my, um, like my sort of whole work from home office station had sort of through a process of gradual accumulation become all plugged into a single surge protector. Uh, Daisy chain <laughs> through three extension cords and three more like surge protector things. Right. Also attached to the grow lights for my plant seedlings and several other electronics. <laughs> so devices. you had like so everything. Sort of a comprehensive description of my plugs. Dude, so everything just through one outlet. Yeah, through one outlet. That's not safe. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> wow yeah that's crazy uh, you know you got any plugs i'm gonna plug my pores with some cleaning fluids nice uh proper gent you got any i do not have any plugs whatsoever i nothing nothing at all um so i do know i'm having some trouble supporting myself during the pandemic on my yacht god i mean the mortgage well, we're in alone. the cabin on his yacht. Yeah, we're on the cabin on the yacht. Say it right. And so, if you really want to get me money, because I want it, I want your your money. Well, actually, I don't need yeah, it. I don't need your money, but I want it. Me and uh, Octopus are the uh, we're the poor people he allows on his yacht, so he can point at us and say, "See, I do, I, I, I do I'm laugh at them guy. and point at them." Um, but if you want to spend some money. You can go to our merch store uh, and buy uh, some fairly cheap merch. It's got some pretty cool designs on it. Um, I actually just found the posters that were supposed to go to Hyena and Proper Gent, I believe. They were in a random room in a house for some reason. Um, so there's that. Uh, you've got mugs, posters, I, I have hoodie. Proper Gent's mug for like a month, but he won't take it, even though I spit all over it for him. We're, uh, we're in a quarantine. <laughs> what the heck do you want me to do? I spit on it for you. We're all getting quarantined together. Remember, that was the whole plan, and you won't take your fucking no, mug. No, not again. <laughs> you're ruining the plan. But, um, I, yeah, uh, so... You're ruining your face. So, yeah, if you want gotcha. uh, that 
merch, you know. Look, uh, look it's look, good to be ugly as a hyena. Go check it out. Or it's uh, a hyena. It's definitely, you know, it's got some cool stuff on it. I would say go to our Patreon because it's very cheap. It's only a dollar a month. However, I'm going to be honest, there's not that much content on there. So, <laughs> like, don't expect so much out of it. Money. What? So just give money. Just Yeah. Just, just cut. Yeah. Um, there's not much content on there. You do get to join our Discord, which would be cool. Um, and yeah. I think that's about it for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Hey, mama. Hey, mama. Hey, mama. Hey, mama. Hey, mama.